I do. I hate Seinfeld, Knut. What? How can you hate Seinfeld? It's not funny. What's the deal with Seinfeld? <laughs> That's exactly <good>. that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Blue in the Face podcast, the official podcast of the Champions League finalists. How does that feel, guys? Is that true? I'm... Are we <laughs> official of anything? Of course, yeah. UEFA was on the phone and they said, uh, it's completely fine. You guys just do it. UEFA, right. Nice. Yeah, very good. I'm a bit tired. I must be honest, the, uh, the bus has kind of uh, left my body. The bus? Buzz. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the bus that kept me up uh, way too too late last night. Checking. I'm definitely feeling the effects of yesterday. <laughs> well, you had a combined Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, just a little bit of cultural appropriation to distract myself from the, uh, <laughs> the stress of football. Well, I mean, you are you are white and straight, so you, in theory, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, yes, it seems that way, but. Not without getting yelled at by somebody. Did someone which, yell at you? No, but I'm sure if I did something on the internet, someone would. This is true. That's what the internet's for. Yes. No, oh, um, pretty nice evening, I'd say. It's pretty happy with that. It was a very... we, yeah, it was one I won't forget. Question though, is it is it as iconic as Torres rounding Valdez? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it involved Torres, didn't it? So that's impossible. That is exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today, I thought we could uh, have a little chat about Fulham. Of course, unfortunately, we have to start with the uh, the standard match before we get into Real Madrid, and then get then move on to talking about perhaps Hazard and what it was like to see him again and uh, would we maybe want to see him again even more in the future uh, and of course moving on to even more difficult games in the future Chelsea 2 Fulham nil. goals from Havertz that's it really uh, line up with uh, Mandy. Christensen, Silva, Zuma, James, Zayat, Gilmore, Mount, and Chilwell. Apparently, you've got uh, five across the midfield in, in this formation. And then Havertz and Werner up front. It was at home, though. I just have to correct you there. Anyways, it was a classic uh, Premier League game against the uh, relegation battling side. Uh, the Premier League is pretty good, as we know. And... Uh, I think they they kind of challenged us, but it was uh, it was still as controlled as we're getting used to see uh, Tuchel's Chelsea. So um, I mean, obviously, uh, it's been good having uh, Edward Mendy these last couple of games. Uh, it was brilliant. Yeah, you were mentioning in the, uh, the the chats up before we started actually recording <laughs> how he sort of won that accumulated uh, trophy for like man of the match over the last few games. Yeah, compared to the Spurs double season trophy, as they <laughs> the most accumulated points over two seasons. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has been brilliant lately. I mean, it's just like I mean, recently he's not had much to do, and then suddenly in the last couple of games, just I don't know what it was. Whether it was a formation today, whether it meant that he was definitely put under so much more pressure, but he definitely, yeah, it wasn't a problem for him. Well, it was think, strange. I'm sorry, Keen, but we, we, we saw Bill Gilmore for the first time in ages, and I was very happy to see him. Uh, but he wasn't given the easiest task, obviously. Uh, he was alone in midfield, pretty much. And I think uh, Mount and I don't remember who else was supposed to be kind of... Uh, well, well Mount and Gilmore were both playing, so we kind of thought that they would be playing together, but that was not the case, was it? seemed more often than not that Ziyech was often dropping back and Mount was pushing forward. Mm. And you'd have Ziyech and Gilmore beside each other. 
that's sort of the one thing I remember without looking at the highlights. It's a, a tall ask for the young Scott. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I didn't think he was dreadful. It wasn't a world-class performance that we've come to expect from him. I mean, in the very handful. I just feel few it's, handful it's, it's really it's so unfair though, is that you just think like he's been on the bench and he's been watching the games and thinking, oh, it'd be fantastic to be there. You know, one of the two of the double sixes in the middle, you know, just passing backwards and forwards with one other guy, you know, just playing out of defense that way. And then uh, Tuchel's like, no, you can finally get a game, but you're going to be completely on your own and we're going <laughs> to mostly pass to you in ways that you're not going to be able to do anything apart from foul someone. Like, I sort of got the sense that uh, you know, Tuchel wanted to test them. Seems so like, okay, if you're <laughs> going to play, you're going to have to do it all on your own. And he didn't get that much help to start with either because he got some terrible, terrible passes. There was that fantastic ball where men, no, not men, Silver passes literally straight to him when he's got like three Fulham players around him. It's just like, oh, he lost the ball. It's like, well, of course he lost the ball. (laughs) Silver had a right go at him as well, just shouting. Love it. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, it wasn't the easiest of tasks for him, but I think, I mean, he didn't. He didn't complain. He didn't like. He he stood up to it, which I thought was cool. Um, it got better in the second half when Mount dropped in again. I mean, you're always going to have a little bit more freedom to express yourself when you have support around you and you're not isolated. I mean, um, yeah, I think I, it, was a, it was a brave pick from Tuchel, really, though, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it brave or was it forced out of necessity with matches coming up? That's true. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I, been it's been a bit too little uh, rotation, I think, when it comes to the central midfield. I mean, there's been quite a few other games where, I mean, Gilmore could at least gotten subbed on, um, mm. but it seems like, I mean, they, they seem to be having good data when it comes to physical uh, abilities and fatigue of. Uh, such like uh, Angola Kante and uh, Jorginho, but they've been playing very much lately with uh, Kovacic out. So I hope to see Gilmore even more. But I mean... Ova's meant to be coming back pretty quick, though, no? He yeah, was, yeah. But w- would you push it? I wouldn't. No. I mean, he's not. it's not like we're desperately calling out for him, but he is a great asset to have. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Knut. I think Gilmore... I just think it would have been so much nicer if Gilmore could have had some more minutes to play with the team uh, before throwing him in the deep end against Fulham. I mean, I know Fulham are Fulham, but like, still, it's a Premier League game and we need to win it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he was... I don't understand why we couldn't have played him, you know, in a few of those games, um, especially the Premier League games. Why we couldn't have used him in some way? I mean, he's just—he's one of the few players that have just been completely sort of alienated. And if he was planning on using him eventually, then why not play him a little a little bit before that? There aren't really any easy games, though, are there? I mean, uh, if you play, if you think about City next weekend, we uh, this coming weekend, we'll there's there's going to be a lot of pressure, you know. Uh, and uh, playing against Fulham, there's also a lot of pressure because I mean. The one thing, you know, the sides on the bottom half of the table can do, it's it's run and uh, pressure you. And uh, they absolutely did. And there were so many times when he was really put under pressure. So, I mean, and, and that's going to happen pretty much in every game, I think. I mean, last time, last time we played Fulham uh, under Frank Lampard, I mean, we sort of scraped away a 1-0 one, a one was it Mason Mount who scored? Was it? Yeah, it was. It was that game where we were kind of we'd been really poor, <laughs> disastrously poor. Yeah, yeah, and we like got a win, but it wasn't nearly enough to kind of like change how we no. felt. Yeah, because yeah, they they had had a red card that game as well, and we were meant to just like run away with it, and we didn't. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um... So, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I mean, Fulham are at the bottom of the league, well, 18th now. I mean, but they're not, I mean, they're no mugs. They are relatively well organized. And, you know, the only thing is they can't score goals. Thank, thankfully, 
They can't score goals. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking back at our, our fixture list, and this like since Tuchel's come in, and and the thing is, is, he's also made those comments where he's not here to like make people happy or whatever it is. He's just here to win football games. That's all he cares about. And so it doesn't really surprise me that Gilmore is not getting minutes when we were, when he came in, we were what, 10th in the league? And ultimately the end goal is to secure Champions League football, go as far as you can in the Cups. And are you going to take risks fielding inexperienced players like Gilmore when you have the likes of Jorginho, Kovacic and Conte in midfield? Or the versatility of somebody like Mason Mount who can drop back? I mean, I think that's a, that's a valid point, but I think there's also the, I mean, there have been games, if you look back, that you just think that I can't see really, I mean, why we couldn't have just put him in there. I mean, because it's not like, it's not like he's been sticking to one eleven and that's it. I mean, he's been very happy to play all sorts of players in different positions. I mean, Alonso comes in, even though if he's not on form, it doesn't matter. I mean, I just think, I mean, you could have like Sheffield United, West Brom, uh, Crystal Palace, definitely. I mean, I don't see how he, he could should definitely should have gotten minutes at, like against Palace. Likely could have gotten minutes against Sheffield, but other than that, I mean, we're not winning games by massive margins where we have the the ability to to risk it. I mean, even like West Ham, we won one nil. Brighton, we were we drew like zero zero. It's do you, is he the guy you're going to bring on to change a game, or are you going to try and? bring on your more experienced players to get you the results. I don't think it's going to change games, but I definitely wouldn't be scared to put him on to kind of no, save, of course. save games because he's, he's, he's that good. And I think it's just a matter of time before two whole I do, that. I do love Billy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to slag him off in any, in any way. It's just, yeah, so William, William Gilmore. No, no, you, you have a, I mean, you, you make sense when you say that, obviously. <laughs> if you can play uh, the big guns, you're going to play them. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I just think it's more, it's more like uncharacteristic of Tuchel, not, not necessarily wrong. I'm just saying it's unusual because he seems to be, everyone else was kind of getting a chance. And uh, if, I, if he yeah. wasn't going to write him off completely, as he obviously hasn't, then why not play him earlier? I just, yeah, anyway, it's not really relevant. It doesn't really matter. He's still alive. He's not dead. He's sure he can play another game one day. Um, man of the match. Mendy. Mendy, yeah. Not Havertz. Havertz was great, but Mendy kept us in it from an early, early. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, he's just as much a match winner as, uh, as Havertz is, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely. A- it was a funny game because it was literally, it felt routine, but it really shouldn't have been considering how many shots they had and how many good opportunities they had. That one shot that he saved with when it took that big deflection yeah. um, and he had to readjust in the air, that was incredible. Like, And they, they talked about how strong his wrist was. And my first thought was, well, thank God Cape is not there. <laughs> Mate, Kepa's got a haircut. Everything's fine. Not a well, he's actually let his hair grow. Mm-hmm. That's that's the trick. I mean, I thought uh, Havertz was fantastic. Um, I just think it's... Um, I mean, but like you say, not necessarily the man of the match, oddly enough. I mean, he took his goals really well. Um, but I just, yeah, I didn't think he was the most influential player in the game. What do you think, Knut? Yeah, I'm going to go Mendy because I think it would be very strange not to give him one man of the match. Uh, these two <laughs> games, and I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna settle on uh, another guy uh, when it comes to the Real Madrid game. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Mendy, Mendy. again. <laughs> <laughs> More Mendy. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think of Werner in the game? He he was a good shout from out of the match as well, in my mm-hmm. opinion. He was so dangerous. Probably should have had one or two more assists than he did. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the Mr. ZS chance yeah. sort of yeah comes to mind. But I mean, just that that link up play with Havertz in him. I mean, and that goal they scored the, the second one, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's just we, we haven't seen anything like that so far. I mean, both goals really. They, they, uh, it, it looks so smooth, <laughs> and just like oh wow, okay. 
It's, 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 kind of, it's kind of fun with those two goals because uh, I think uh, it's it Mason Mount who finds Werner on the first goal, yep. and then it's uh, no, no, sorry, on that's not on the goal. That's actually when uh, when CS should have had a goal. Uh, uh, Mason Mount found uh, Werner on the not Werner, yeah, yeah, and that's like that's exactly the pass that uh, Werner has been wanting forever uh, for so long. Yeah, uh, and and then on two 0 Werner just said, "This is how I want it. <laughs> this is how you're supposed <laughs> like, to play me." <laughs> like this, yeah. I mean, so that's that's an absolutely brilliant pass. I mean, it it's really is released perfectly, and it's not something you necessarily uh, expect him to do. It's not his game. I mean, as far as we understand it. No, I mean everybody was expecting goals, 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 goals galore, but. Uh... I mean, I think he's more of a... He can become that player, but I think he's more of a... I don't know, with the, he's more a quantitative striker. He needs, he needs quite he's a Firmino lot of He's Firmino-esque right now. He's acting as if yeah. he's linking the, the play for our other attackers. Yeah, that's true, but, but also... I th- I th- no, 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 I think... Uh, Werner. Werner. Oh, okay. I, think, I think he needs way more chances. Uh, he's, he's one of those players who, you, who he'll... If you play him right, he'll get a lot of chances as well. I mean... What would you prefer, uh, a striker who gets four chances and misses two of them, or would you have uh, that striker who scores one when he gets one chance? Well, I mean, at the moment he's missing four, but that's yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it's true. It's true, but I think, <laughs> I think it's a matter of time. Uh, I think the method to get the best out of Werner is basically he scored the goal against Madrid from like a yard out. So maybe the next goal is two yards and we just slowly keep moving him back <laughs> until he's getting into like appropriate positions of scoring goals. Yeah. So by, by 2030, we should be like 10 yards, you know? Yeah. yeah something yeah, yeah. like that. It'd be nice. It'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was nice to see uh, Ola Ainer again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what sure. did, did you, yeah. I mean, I remember there was a lot of, uh, a lot of uproar when he left and went to Torino. I mean, do you think that was a mistake from any evidence we've seen? He had a decent enough game, but I don't think he was better than anyone we had on the pitch. I mean, just in general. Uh, I think uh, with, I don't remember, was it eight million pounds or something? Was it that much? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I mean, uh, I'm sure when it comes to player integration on these talents, you know, often if they get the chance on a higher level, they can actually take the step and actually be useful. But the thing is, he's playing on a Fulham side now, and that's probably his level right now. I don't know. Well, I, I, just, I mean, I mean, I mean, he could easily be picked up by another club who will... I think he's Premier League level, but I don't think that he's top half of the table Premier League level. No. Yeah. I mean, there's, no. uh, there's, there's another right back I'd rather have playing in uh, Brighton. Yeah. Yes. I miss you, Tariq. <sighs> yeah. But he still would be second on the list, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, th- or third behind Callum Hudson Odoi now. Or who knows? He's, he has he to doesn't be even play, for... yeah. yeah. <laughs> he still exists. Is it like just, just mentioning and quickly? Moving on to uh, Reese James, I mean, it's like it's so funny the the game, the Madrid games, the, where Reese James has come in for Asby. Like you must you you must imagine the the Real players are like, oh cool, at least now someone someone else is coming in instead of Asby, and it's just like, oh no, this is Reese James. <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be completely shit for you. No, Tony Cruz doesn't care because he doesn't know any of our players' names. Uh, he doesn't lose any sleep over them. <laughs> Did you see his latest tweet? Is that oh, what he said? Yeah, no, it was this, it was, yeah, yeah, he said he did lose his sleep over any players or whatever. Oh. Uh, any Chelsea players' names. And That's then uh, you had Mason Mount saying uh, maybe he should lose his sleep over us as a team, which is really uh, it's a nice quote. And I think Tony Cross had seen this and he made a comment about it. Uh, I'm still sleeping all right, but good luck in your first fire as a CL final. It was it was really it was nice, really nice gesture. I him. actually really dislike Tony Cruz, like all his fucking <laughs> shit. That he get fucking holier than thou. Like I don't like a Balmain as much as the next Chelsea fan, but he wants to fucking celebrate while wearing a Black Panther mask. Who gives a shit? Why does Tony Cross have to have an opinion? He did. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It was bad. 
<laughs> oh really? I, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Well, yeah. Tony Cruz is doing everything possible for us to forget him, so that's fine. Um, we should talk about predictions, by the way, because uh, Keenan got one right. I never know what I predict. I just say numbers when we do it and hope for the best. Keenan predicted a 2-0 victory um, and a 4-1 victory if we played a back four. So that's our mistake, obviously. No, that's foolish. <laughs> We've done that, you know. Yeah, there you go. And Knut predicted a 1-0 and I predicted a 0-1. So that's me all over. Uh, <laughs> let's move on and talk about the main event. Uh, Chelsea 2, Real Madrid 0. 3-1 on aggregate. Goals by uh, Werner and Mount. That was all right, wasn't it? Oh, goodness. I mean, it, it was all right when Mount put in the second because it was a bit more relaxing, but it was so tense. Uh, you know, I was sitting here at home alone watching it in my sofa, and it was, it was probably standing a little bit as well. I mean, it was... It was so tense all the way. Uh, we saw like a chess game of pressure and trying to play out of pressure. It was, oh. I mean, that, that yeah. goal that you're talking about, I mean, obviously the, uh, the Pulisic to, to Mount goal, I mean, like, well, men. Uh, and you just think like it, that that's being tweeted together with the image of them as kids together. At, uh, it's just, I mean, wow. It's just yeah. such a <laughs> beautiful moment together. Uh, it was, uh, I remember like early in the game, I think it was Cruz took a shot from distance. And the first thing that goes through my head was like, let, let them do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's fine. Like that's Mendy's bread and butter. He's what, six foot seven. I don't really think he's well, too con- One of their seven shots that is. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I remember uh, <laughs> in a group chat, Chris wrote, don't let them do that. They're not us. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, obviously uh, the crucial uh, was poor, but yeah. uh, I think it was Modric who had one later on, and that was just a deflection away from being very, very bad. The beginning of the, uh, yeah, the, beginning of the game, we were not closing them down on the edge of the box as well as we had in the first game. It's just, yeah. You can't. Benzema forced that insane yeah. save. I mean, Modric, Benzema, and um, and Cruz. I mean, you, you there's a hi, there's a highlight video like ten minutes long. You can just watch them scoring from distance. Like, just let's not do that. I think the best thing I've seen though is like it was this meme, and it was how long is Real Madrid going to stick with this midfield trio? It was a picture of like Tony Cruz, Casimiro, and Modric in like their seventies. Still wearing the, the kit. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, well, I thought, yeah, I thought generally, I mean, I thought they were their, their midfield would cause us more problems than they did, which, you know, says more about Not, the not when you have Golo Conte. Mate. That's true. I mean, Mod- Modric was doing these, um, you know, this, uh, I don't know what you call it in English, you know, when he, he receives the ball and just, rapidly moves in another direction and uh it kind of reminded me of uh Thiago Alcantara when he was playing for Bayern last year when he was they there. completely crushed us you know uh, and obviously Modric being a Ballon d'Or winner he's uh he's class but I mean all in all they weren't good enough they um were they crap again and we were we no, they were, they were definitely not crap. And I, I remember when we saw the lineup, I was quite scared because it seemed like they <laughs> they were really going for it, you know. But I mean, the lineup that uh, was showed on the um, on the screen, I mean, was that because they they according to the um, the TV graphics, they were set up as a four um, a four three three, but that didn't look like that from what I could tell. They, the commentators on my my end were definitely saying that they played in three in the back mm. and that they had got it wrong with, with Vin- the lineup, yeah, with, with the imagery with Vinicius playing as a sort of weird wing back, yeah, yeah, mm. it, it could be. I just uh, <laughs> it's it's all a blur to me, really. He was in Chilwell's pocket all game, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, Chilwell's good, he was good. Chilwell has he had that little bit of. Like he had a bad period where he 
definitely fell out of favor, recognized it in himself, and just has quietly got back to being a world-class left back or left swing back, depending on whatever you want to call him. He's just been incredible. What it, no I fuss, guess, no bother, doing his job. I suppose it's his first time with a foreign manager. I mean, <laughs> maybe it was... No, wasn't he? No, he had Ranieri. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, he okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, he's, he's chills. Don't worry about it. What's his name? The other guy at, um, at Leicester, the guy before Ranieri? He was practically foreign. Uh, oh, I can't remember what he was called. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Brendan Rodgers a Scottish? That doesn't count. Exactly. Uh, Nor- Northern yeah. Irish. He doesn't oh. speak English. Yeah. yeah, with his very fake teeth. <laughs> um, okay, okay. But apart from Chilwell, we also had uh, Mount, Kante and Asper Equator filling up the midfield. And then we had Werner, Havertz up front. And apparently, according to this, it says Jorginho was playing that uh, defensive midfielder role, which is not true. I mean, Kante and Jorginho basically hung out together. <laughs> Rudiger, Silva uh, and Christensen in the back and then behind, in front of Mendy. Jorginho um, stressed me out at the beginning because he, uh, I was kind of looking at him as Keen has been looking at him sometimes because he had two awful, awful passes. Uh, or I, I'm pretty sure your words were abysmal in the group. Yeah, chat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he had the yellow, and it kind of, you I mean, it, it oh, had yeah. the uh, Bakayoko Watford game uh, aura about it. Oh, I, I but then, when he got that, that then yellow, I didn't see, but then I didn't. Rem- you know, notice him until I saw him on the wing trying to fiend out some. Uh, I don't remember who it was. So he was. Uh, I I love that when players can actually get a yellow, but then be so. Yeah, you forget that they've got a yellow. You know, instead yeah, yeah. of worrying about it the whole game. Yeah, um, solid, solid performance, I'd say. Yeah, no, I mean it, it is. It is with Jorginho, isn't it? Because like he's been so good recently, and then you just think like, okay, this, like. Is he can always? There's always a clangor with uh, Jorginho. Like he could suddenly like fall apart. Like we know he can. Like against West Brom, for example. And it's like this is not the moment to do it. No. <laughs> not yeah, in this yeah. game. Absolutely not. <laughs> we'll forgive you, West Brom, as long as you don't do it against Real Madrid. I suppose. I mean, you could go through uh, every play and say something positive in this game. Uh, I think I would would like to give a shout to Aspilicueta on the wing back. Because everybody's been going, he can't play wing back, but I think it's been pretty good. I mean, he can't, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, any, uh, I mean, we've seen it three times now um, with Asper Equator on the the right wing back. Does any anyone's better at guessing why he's there? I think, I, I think it's. Oh no! Go ahead, Canute. No, no, you're probably going to say the same thing as me. Go ahead. I was just going to say for leadership qualities. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he ultimately he is our captain, and we we have gone from being very youth orientated to very experience experience based. We have an older keeper now; he's twenty eight. We have Rudiger, and we have Thiago Silva. Normally, Aspie in the back three, like they're all experienced defenders, and like Jorginho in midfield. It's it's just sort of to bring a bit more balance to that squad. Mm. And then when you're playing elite opposition, you need somebody who's not going to make a mistake. And Aspie doesn't make mistakes, does he? He's just, he's a little bit slow. And that's really his only downfall now. But his positioning's gotten significantly better in recent games. So he's accommodating for his lack of pace. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the leadership, yes, but also because I think he's defensively very sound. I mean, Priest James isn't bad and he's got his physicality, his speed and everything. But uh, I think when Tuchel thought about uh, Real, you have, who knows, uh, Marcelo or Ferilan Mendy on the wing or left back. And then you have Vinicius or Hazard or whoever. You know, it's immense offensive qualities. Uh, so... I think the the idea was going to stop that um, and attack I mean, more on the left side. When when you've played with Hazard for seven years, it's it's pretty apparent that you know what he's going to try and do. So your best bet is to probably try and nullify him with experience of knowing how he plays. I think there's um, 
I can't. I'm guessing it has something to do with how we play, because we talked about this before during um, the cup games where we were unsure whether we were playing a back four or playing a back three or whatever we were doing. Um, I think it has to do with how we play when one of the um, the centre backs goes forward. So when Rudiger or Christensen goes forward, you basically essentially become a back back four with one yeah, yeah. Of the, the opposite side dropping. Um, I think so when Rudiger is bursting forward to take forty <laughs> yards straight, <laughs> when he, he's running all the whole way down the pitch, yeah, and then we, trying to get back again. I hope Tuchel works on that because it was they clearly hadn't planned that Werner and uh, Rudiger. <laughs> the move wasn't perfect, you know. Next time when Rudiger comes on a eighty-yard run, well, if if he just passed it better, which is not, it's, it's actually one of the few things he does really, really well is these cutbacks. Yeah. But um, no, I, th- I think it has something to do with that. So, like when when Rudy goes forward, like Aspidiqueta can basically slip in to make it a back three, the same yeah. back three as you would want, really. So um, you're not really missing out in that case. Uh, whereas if James has to come back, it's a, a different situation. Um, but no, um, Aspi versus Hazard. I mean, did Hazard he- play? He did. He had a shot. One yeah, of the, he had a shot. One of the seven. Uh, not 15, but seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone knows how to mark Hazard, Aspie? It would definitely yeah. be Aspie, that's for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, there were, there were a couple of times where you watched, like, um, Aspie, like, literally man-on-man with Hazard, and it was just, yeah. I mean, they must have done that in training like a thousand times. So it's, yeah, it was very nice to see and sort of, it, it was surprising to see how comfortable we looked. But it is a terrifying thing playing against, yeah, against Hazard. I mean, I just... Is it nowadays? You know, I was, I know what you mean. Like, I was literally, I th- thought to myself, like, I mean, in the beginning of the game, when I was thinking about it more than actually towards the end where you realised he isn't as quite the player he was. But like you know, all the things that he's done against other teams when you've had him on your team, and then you yeah, watch, when you're trying you... to defend against him, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, but don't you also remember having him in your side, and he uh, he could be pretty much out of the game for 40, 50, 60 minutes, and then it just does something magical. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I never really didn't. When he did about take his one shot. I did get that because uh, it was like the same angle that he scored that wonder goal from against yes, Liverpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, it, but then again, I mean, the shot he he did get. I mean, to be fair to our defense, I mean, it was like it was a shot on a really tight angle. I mean, Mendy would have would have had to have gone for a cup of tea for that to have gone in. Tell that to. Uh... Adrian from Liverpool. Adrian's not a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Mendy again. Fantastic. Brilliant. That save from Be- against Benzema. That's unreal. I mean, that's, that's two games in a row now where he's done the sort of flying save. I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why we're talking about other goalkeepers because, I mean... Yeah, because there has, been, there has been rumours about, I think it's yeah. Donnarumma. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> hell of a goalkeeper that as well. But I mean, why would you want to change Mendy at this moment? I mean, it doesn't seem. I mean, I think it has less to do with changing Mendy as it has to do with changing Kepa. Yeah, yeah, but you can't bring in Don Rama to be a second goal. Why? Well, there's no, or you just don't have a first choice goalkeeper. You have a, a Manchester United problem where you have fucking De Gea and that other kid that everyone wanted. Dean Henderson, yeah. Yeah, Henderson. Yeah, no, damn right. Sit on the bench. Welcome to the Premier League. Um, oh, yes. No, I mean, the... Um, again, so Havertz instead of Pulisic. How did, what did you think when you first, when the game, when you saw their lineup? I thought it made sense. I mean, Tuchel said it himself. It was for height. They brought in Ramos. We needed somebody to compete with Ramos. Mm. Which... To, to his credit, Havertz did all game. He was yeah, spiky. Yeah. He was not shying away from challenges. He was in them. 
He went up for him. He was physical. I think Ramos is going to remember playing against Havertz. Yeah, yeah. There's this one stat. I mean, I saw this stat over um, U21 players, the, the leaders in different categories, and Kai Havertz is actually leading in when it comes to aerial duels one. Oh, right. in the oh, top, I think it's top five leagues, you know, aerial duels. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a surprising asset of it, doesn't it, that he has. Is it? Isn't he like six foot three? No, I mean, I mean, it isn't surprising when you look at his height, but I mean, it's not the kind of player I imagine him being. I mean, obviously it is, but I mean, we also saw him in this game doing these very technical, intelligent, just mm. small touches just to move the ball out of the way, just get it. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps, yeah. perhaps the best one was when he leaned down to pick up the ball and Ramos and whoever it was came against him and he just, while he leaned down, he just kicked the ball. <laughs> ah, that was so good. Shit has really I mean, was a, who did he not make? I think he not made two players, but I definitely there was one on the edge of the box where he just not made. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know whether it was, yeah, whether it was Modric or someone, but like it was just. I mean, and, that's and so he, easily, you know, it's, it's at ease. It's just oh, I mean, every day for him. He could have had three goals in theory because uh, the the one where Werner scored, and then he had the one on one with uh, Courtois, and then he had the one where he had it onto the bar, of course, like. Hit the bar twice that game. Fuck. How many chipped goals do you think he'll score during his Chelsea career? It's my favorite goal that players can score. So <laughs> I hope he just. I hope he only scores chipped goals from now on. Only scores <laughs> chipped goals. Um, no, I mean I thought. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Um, how how did you think? <laughs> how do you think Werner felt waiting for that ball to drop? Uh, he, he said he said he was here during the post match interview. And it was the longest hours and it felt like forever. <laughs> it was like it's like as it was falling down. You were just like he's gonna find a way to miss it somehow. He's gonna miss this surely. Yeah, I mean, I was imagining it's very easy to uh, like jump too early and fall down before the ball. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Honest, I, even rewatching the goal, I thought he timed it wrong. Like he was not. A <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck this!" He's he jumped way too early. Yeah, because that's what you imagine he'll do. You know, had it too low on the ball, and he's like, the ball, the, the highlights ball. before we recorded the pod. I was like, I watched the highlights, and I was like, "Fuck, he's gonna miss this." Like, the ball, the ball falls down, and it hits his hand, and it's like a handball, and it gets disqualified or something. <laughs> Like, um, what should, what he should have done is just went for the ball to drop entirely and just like pelvic thrusted it into the net. Mm-hmm. The giant fuck you to Thibaut Courtois. Well, ideally he should have. But that is yeah. such a good photo. <laughs> ideally, wait for Courtois to come back and then smash the ball from Courtois' face into the goal. Like that would also work. I would, yeah. Uh, but I mean. Chipping Courtois, though, I mean, there's not many people done that, surely. He's quite big. Yes. I'll find a YouTube compilation. I'm sure it's happening. <laughs> Excellent. But I mean, apart from the fact that we were we we try we were we were more hard working than they were, I just thought we in in the midfield, especially, we we outplayed them. Because I mean, if you just think about the interplay we had, I mean the the one twos with uh, Kante, and it's just you just think like this is us playing Real Madrid, right? This is sort of what you expect Real Madrid to do to other teams because they're the ones who are supposed to, supposed to really have all the more technical players. It's an interesting game because it's, uh, I mean, if you look at the possession stats, we obviously uh, were, you know, quote-unquote dominated by, by them. But, but in, in fact, if, in fact, if you watch the game, it doesn't feel like that at all because when we have the ball, we do so much with it. And uh, Conte being uh, integral to that because he's because of his mobility, so he can and intelligence, obviously, in the way he moves, he created so many chances for us, and obviously, it's good with the ball as well. So, we also just we worked so hard as well. I mean, Kai Havertz covered more ground than Ngolo Conte that game, yeah. And it, I think Jorginho was second, actually. I'm pretty sure it was Havertz. Conte, Jorginho. I could be wrong, but yeah, okay, it was, either way, we had three players who covered over 11 kilometers. That's yeah, yeah. a mad statistic. And, and fourth on the list was uh, the guy who doesn't care at all about Real Madrid, Eden Hazard. 
<laughs> he ran more than any other Real Madrid player. So, yeah. Now it's it's fun meeting um, former players as well. We can say that now that we've won. But I mean, you have two players who left us for the same club, <laughs> and they're so ah, it's just yeah. a vast, vast difference in completely how we... separate legacies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I thought we were. It was it was bizarre how um, like leading up to this game, you expect to to be so stressed, and of course I was stressed. But there's a there's a there's a there was an odd calm, I felt going towards the game because we are we're just a really good team at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I did not have that. I was more nervous for this game than I have been for, for ages. <laughs> yeah, I was stressed out as hell. But, uh, but I, I know what you mean, Chris, because mm. I've never had more belief in this team. But it was the, uh, the weight of this game that was so heavy. I mean, Real Madrid. I mean, I mean, I mean Real Madrid never beaten us, have they? So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How good can they be, really? <laughs> um, I think it's... a. Uh... Yeah. I mean, considering that the final is us against City, I mean, we are, it's, it feels, it feels right. I mean, there's, I just, I mean, weirdly enough, we just feel like one of the best teams in Europe at the moment. I did not feel like we were like, everyone said we were the dark horse to win it. Like we, out of the four left, we were in fourth place. And it's kind of a laugh now that you look at it, because clearly we are not, we're going to win the whole thing. <laughs> the jinx. Um, yes. No, I think. Um, what are jinxes for? Jumps. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, it's. Pretty sure if we don't say that in the pod, we are going to get jinxed. I can't. Yeah. yeah, I can't actually believe that we are in the Champions League final. I mean, it's a bit surreal, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I suppose it, it feels less, you know, less exciting because of the because there are no fans and everything. You don't feel a sense of the occasion as much, but it is it's enormous. I mean, I mean, a lot of people have been speaking out about uh, you know moving the game to uh, to England and letting. Like you know, obviously, obviously, vaccinated fans go attend, and I mean, I, I see no reason why not. I mean, what, what's the point? What, what do Istanbul care having it played there? Mm, I, they believe, I believe there will be uh, fans allowed to go to. They're, they're, they're still in lockdown. Um, the talk is to see if they can allow fans in. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, why couldn't you just push it a year, and I mean, they could have the final next season. I mean. There would be far more fans, more tourism. They would make more money. I mean, there's, I, I don't see any reason. I don't see any good arguments that you shouldn't. I mean, <laughs> we're just uh, hopefully leaving a pandemic, you know? I mean, let people get some entertainment. I mean, there are two English, play, English teams in the final. I mean, surely if you can't have fans in, the, uh, in Turkey and they can't... And they can't get any revenue from the game, then surely why not have it in the UK? At least let the fans be able to go to the game, you know. I think UEFA kind of likes money, so uh, they can like money? Oh. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I thought um, I thought they were like a charity organisation. <laughs> How weird! This talks about it being at Villa Park instead of Wembley because Wembley has to prepare for the Euros. Uh, yeah, and it's also like a neutral ground because it's not in London or in Manchester, so you could have it in fucking Birmingham. And yeah, well, surely wouldn't the Millennium Stadium make more sense? Like, Where's the Millennium Stadium? Uh, in Cardiff. Yeah, well then they would have to go abroad. They <laughs> have to go abroad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they'd have to learn the language. I mean, goodness, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we are yeah condescending into speculation again just how i like it right let's move on um welcome back hazard um during eden hazard's time at chelsea he won the premier league twice the fa cup the league cup 
and the Europa League in both 2013 and 2019. Also winning Chelsea Player of the Year in 2014, 2015, 2017 and 2019. Uh, <laughs> we also read that there was a stat that apparently he created the most chances of any Premier League player since his debut. Uh, we couldn't agree whether that was in the Premier League as a total or just for Chelsea. We're going to guarantee it's for Chelsea, but possibly for the Premier League as a whole. I believe that. Um, if if the situation arose, right? What what would you want him back? I'm very undecided. I mean, I, you kind of get the feeling it's uh, like trying it out with an ex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you have all those memories and uh, <laughs> would you want to taint them? I don't know. Um, obviously, I mean, he's he's Chelsea. I mean, he's, he had his uh, Real Madrid dream and uh, it didn't work out for him. Obviously, it's early to say, I guess, but uh, it seems like the... Being happy with old friends isn't something they like in Real Madrid. Did you see his Instagram post about how he was terribly sorry he offended all the Madrid fans and wasn't he did? Yeah. Oh. It's kind of uh, yeah. Well, I remember when he was unveiled on the Bernabeu, he uh, met fans that were singing Kylian Mbappe because they wanted him. Lovely. Yeah. So uh, they're shitty so. fans, really. What a horrible place. I mean, my, my uh, dream to play there. What do you say? It, it's the dream to play there. Yeah. <laughs> the worst fan base in world football. Was it when when Courtois uh, recently when he talked when he was he found out they were going to play Chelsea and he talked about that like he um, never felt so welcome when he came to Real Madrid and shit like that and you just think like something horrible must have happened in his childhood to where he thinks that Real Madrid is a welcoming and warm place like. <laughs> He, he's never really had his head screwed on right. Didn't he shag De Bruyne's girlfriend or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He um... pulled a John Terry, shagged De Bruyne's girlfriend. Exactly, yeah. he's perfect for our club. I always that always annoys me that now we're really digressing, but I have to say, talk about this, but because it wasn't Wayne Bridge's girlfriend, it was his ex. I mean, John Terry was obviously unfaithful or whatever, but I mean. Why there do people a, care about Wayne whole, Bridge? There was a whole like uh, trio drama going on there. Like they 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 had like, as far as I read, they had like whole like sex parties and shit. That there was they had like they were doing there was swinging and stuff going on as well. So apparently, like it's not all it wasn't all like he slept. There is a Lampard like, sex tape out there as well. Well, there we go. Okay, now we really are dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, we'll post we the like link in the bio. It'll be completely fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> click, uh, click if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, su we, I suppose I would want him back, but I mean, I mean, somebody made a point. He would be good in, in like teaching the young kids and stuff. I don't. Know, I don't know what he, what he would teach them because. Be amazing. No, you have the you have the rumors that he didn't do anything. You know, he would just uh, walk around on training with his uh, shoelaces untied and just time for the game. And then he was uh, the best man or the man of the match. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I I think we've see, we were very lucky to have Hassel when uh, when we signed him and when he played for us. Uh, but I think we I think we sold him just right. Uh, because um, I don't know if it's the Real Madrid training, because you've seen videos of how they seem to be massacring their bodies uh, that has destroyed him, or if it's the uh, years of abuse in the Premier League. I mean, I, I, I don't think if he came back, it would be any better. I mean, I think he's. I can't. I mean, like, you can't. How many seasons did we have with, of Hazard at Chelsea and like barely any injuries, just completely just. He would, he would never go off. And you just think, okay. And then suddenly he goes to Madrid and he's just, he's falling apart. Like he, can, he can't complete a season. Like he, he can't. Like Didn't he recently abandon the Madrid training staff and bring in his Belgian trainers? No. Just train. I, I'm pretty sure I read like he, he has no faith in the Real Madrid training program. So he brought in the Belgian like team to help him train and stay fit. And like medical staff. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to wonder, haven't you? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I know, I mean, you would get older, but like, he's just, he was never the player who, you know, put in all the effort. He was never the one who put uh, all the miles in. I mean, he just, he turned up and played and it just seems like they wanted something else from him. And why would you yeah. bother if he's doing that? I think the only way I would want him back is if it was in like a bail to Tottenham sort of situation where he just comes in on loan and he, then he can tweet, I'm going to sign for the Champions League winners. <laughs> that would be nice. That, that would, would be, be very nice. <laughs> Literally. I mean, you just you know, retweet the old one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to say, isn't it? I think like I am very like on the fence. I I would love to see him back. Um, I just don't. I'm not convinced. I mean, we we really haven't. I mean, I I feel similar to the how I felt when um, when Zola left. Like Zola left, and we were moving on to you know great things. We had all these players coming in, and it's a new generation of. Uh, Galactico Chelsea players that were coming in. Um, it was the best time as any, I suppose. I suppose Hazard went a season too early in that in that aspect, but yeah, yeah. But it worked out though, didn't it? Because all the youth players that came in. That's true. I mean, if I could write the script, I obviously would like to have him back for uh, on the cheap, and then he'd suddenly all the injury mares were gone, and he'd be fantastic again. That would be lovely. But I, I, I just think we've seen the best of Eden Hazard. I mean, he'll he'll be better than he has been in Real Madrid uh, in his career there, but it, but but still, I don't think he'll be Chelsea Eden Hazard again. No. I mean, I think I literally think if he came back to Chelsea and everyone was just used to how he trains and that he would turn up like ten stone overweight. Well, he did that. Every, he did that every, every summer, you like, know. Remember he when he turned up to? Uh, he turned up for uh, for training in Madrid, and uh, the, all the media were like, "Oh, he's fat," and I'm like, and all the Chelsea fans are like, "Yeah, we know, it's fine. It's just how he does it." It's yeah, fine. yeah. I mean, I mean, the yeah. guy in the Norwegian TV studio when I saw the Champions League or the semi final yesterday, he was like, "Yeah, he met up with, uh, <laughs> you know, fat around his tummy and everything." <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking about? I did that every year, Chelsea. <laughs> All the junk is in the trunk. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. He would have been great back in the days when uh, players were competing, how fat they could go uh, get over summer. <laughs> He'd probably win. No, I literally think if he came back uh, and was like, had the same training uh, support around him, like, I just think he would probably do the same thing as he did before. Because it was never, he was never about like pressing and energy. I mean, he was just moments of excellence and just knowing how to read the game which is what he just did it, it was a messy in that regard you know he mm, uh, yeah. he was uh, he didn't do the defensive duties at all oh no oh no um which yeah. is probably the best thing about this chelsea side right now it's everybody's working super hard yeah so uh, i don't know if he would fit in that mold either i just yeah i don't think i don't think like i said i don't i don't think we you know we need him back at all. I think we're, we are, we're, we're on a fantastic train, um, trajectory at the moment, but I definitely wouldn't say no either. In a sort of loan situation like Keenan was talking about. I don't, you know, I don't want to spend any real money on him, no. Like, yeah, it would be a luxury, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we have experience of bringing back legendary players. We did it with Drogba, of course. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I mean, that was fun. I mean, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> wasn't a huge deal, but it was fun to have him back. Sort of against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Hassan would probably do that as well, <laughs> knowing him. <laughs> just, just bring him in for the West Ham game. Yeah, 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 yeah. West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, just those three. He can shrug yeah. off Coca in. Beat uh, Vermont, or no, who was it? Fucking Kishalny. Great. Yeah. Oh, I... um, but I mean, yeah, in theory, like if, if, if you think towards next season, right? What and Chelsea bring Hazard on loan for a season from Real Madrid, like similar to what they did with Bale. I mean, what. 
whose place would he take? Ziesh. At this okay. point, I, 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 I'd agree, actually, because he's not as dynamic as I'd like to see players in that position, mm. in my opinion. I think, I mean, he can be, but it's, it's not as... Ah, yeah, no. I think, and, I, I, I think and the issue will come good. I think the issue with Ziyech is he's still very much playing to the, uh, the Dutch league pacing, where you have yeah. a little bit more time to make those killer balls. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of killing Ziyech's game. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, it was interesting, actually. The, uh, the commentator of the, uh, in the, during the Real Madrid game was talking about, like, it must be weird for... <clears throat> Zayek to come in to Chelsea after being like the you know a, le- a you know a legend at Ajax where you could just walk around and just do fun mm. stuff and they were impressed uh, to come to Chelsea where he's just one of many stars. You mean when you're playing for the, uh, who was Ajax and like the the biggest other player you have beside these fucking Dusan Tadic. Yeah. <laughs> Not really look like a superstar. No, but they were a very good side as well. I mean, you had... I mean, Donny van der Beek is way better than he... Uh, <laughs> than whatever Solskjaer seems to get out of him. You're trying so. to say that Solskjaer is not a, a great manager? Norwegian PE teacher. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yeah. If, if, any, if any United supporters are listening... Solskjaer is the greatest manager. We're completely jealous. Um, if we ever have the opportunity to sign Solskjaer, we would sign him immediately and, and sack Tuchel because Solskjaer is fantastic and you need to keep Solskjaer on as long as possible. And the Glazers. In, in- yes, the Glazers are fantastic. <laughs> They're also great. Um, just quickly mentioning um, Madrid again, we, uh, we, did actually, <laughs> we did actually make a prediction in that game as well. Keenan predicted 3-0. Knut predicted. Well, I was close. It should have fucking been. Should have been three 0 I agree. Mm. Knut predicted three one, and uh, I predicted three. I predicted one nil to to the good guys, of course. But mentioning, of course, that Werner will score. So I don't think that counts. Just saying, <laughs> the predictions they come true. Anyway, let's move on before we get bored and need to go to sleep. Well, Knut needs to go to bed. Right. <laughs> Next week, we're playing City. Again. Not even next week, is it? Isn't it like two days from now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just another quiet game. Oh, Coming thick and fast. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see. I think we're going to... You never know with Pep. He could he could surprise you. But um, I think it's going to be pretty much the same as uh, Champions League final because they, they, that's the only way to really prepare for such a game so um it's gonna be extremely hard i think uh uh and maybe risking f- uh jinxing it but I, I like you said chris i we have this aura about us right now it's we seem I, very solid yeah i i would really like the thing is that i can't i might like we're gonna play them like literally three times within what a month yeah yeah like we can't i just can't there's my my imagination will not stretch to us beating them three times you know what i mean so (laughs) if if this game if we if we if we get a draw then that kind of works out in my brain right but i mean there's no way in hell we're going to beat them three times and i know which ones i want to win (laughs) <laughs> yeah well that's true uh, but I I'm greedy I want to win them all okay we'll come back to you Knuk. Uh Keenan what do you think I mean I was making the joke with uh, with my mate last night and I was like I'd be fine Chelsea just throwing the game and losing fucking 4-0 just to get City that much more confident going into the final and then weak surprise but I mean in reality I would take Interesting strategy. A zero zero. I think zero zero would be the most ideal. Okay. Knut, what are you going to Where are you going to go, you greedy bastard? Yeah, I missed everything so far. So I'll. um, You really have. Maybe I I should just go for a loss. I don't know. Now, I. um, 
I think we're going to win 2-1. Oh my god, okay. 2-1. Right. Um, I agree with uh, Keenan. I'm going to go nil-nil because... I, like I said, I cannot, I can't imagine us winning all these games. If we like, if we win this game, I'm going to be completely panicked about the final, like <laughs> because it's going to be so difficult. Um, yeah, might have, like I might have to culturally appropriate another holiday and make a big oh meal for a friend, so I don't uh, have to focus on the actual final if we win. Oh god. Um, yeah. Okay. We let's 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 move on. I can't even think about this game. It's going to be too much. Um, it's too. But it is going to be the the meeting of t- two ginormous forces within British football. Of course, um, Mace. Well, it's going to be two. The meeting of two fan fans or two fan groups. You know, the Mason Mount Brigade against the Foden loyalists. Does Man City have fans? No. Oh my God! There's this great one. There's this great picture of like the uh, <laughs> city fans storming the pitch, and there's no fans there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, just quickly before, um, just for the fun of it, I mean, if you were, yeah, Foden or, or Mason Mount, just for fun. I've had this conversation quite a few times, um, and. Ultimately, it comes down to I would I would likely say that Phil Foden is a more player, but I would take Mason Mount to my team every day of the week for other attributes that he brings. I mean, I think if you ask a Chelsea fan, they'll say Mount, and if you ask a City fan, they'll say Foden because it's no. Mount. But you're neutral, so it's fine. Yeah, not really, but yeah, <laughs> I would I would take Mount anyways. I mean, obviously, I've seen him a lot more than I've seen Foden, and yeah, Foden has trickery and uh, a lot of goals and also has a really douchey haircut yeah yeah extremely douchey i mean it looks like somebody will stab you in a nightclub but um chav central yeah yeah but anyways i mean mount is uh like i've said i think he's gonna win ballon d'or sometime because he's just crazy i mean speaking of that should we win the champions league and fa cup is there a shout for conte to win the ballon d'or that's uh, that's a good shout. I mean, mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, because you always give it to these goal scorers, you know, the prolific players. Okay. And I mean, that's a very good question, Keenan. But uh, if you if you allow me to answer my own question as well before you you jump in, um, <laughs> I was going to say the um, I I thought about this as well, like in terms of Mason Mount and um, and Foden. Like, I agree that Foden is more. Like because of his flicks and tricks, he's more likely to be, you know, a sort of Ballon d'Or kind of winner. But I think if you if you take England in the Euros in the summer and they both line up on either side of the midfield, um, the opposition team will be targeting Foden rather than Mount. And I'll leave it at that. I think Mount is going to be an England captain. I don't think Phil Foden is going to be an England captain. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. But like, whereas Mason Mount has a lot of the same skills that uh, Foden has, well, in terms of goal scoring and assisting, he can also do the other side of the game as well. So in all in all, he is the better player. I mean, I'm not going to argue. I... No. <laughs> Damn your lies. Okay, so let's finish up and just talk about uh, the Arsenal. We're, we're going to play Arsenal, of course. We're going to play Arsenal at home. <sighs> Didn't go so well last time. This feels like a banana peel. <laughs> banana skin. Yeah. <laughs> um... This lower, lower, <laughs> uh, yeah, lower table side. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we should beat them easily at home. Let's be honest. I mean, pro- I'm probably jinxing it, but still. I mean, it's it's your thing. It'll be interesting to see Arteta up against an actual manager and not somebody still learning the trade. We. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, yeah, it's um, 
the thing is that we were so naive in that last game against Arsenal. Um, also, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, of course, and everything they, every shot they took went in. But uh, that was what always happened against uh, with uh, Chelsea under Lampard. Um, I'm going to go... Yeah, I think it might be a... I'm worried it might be a 1-0 to Arsenal. Um, yeah, now I'm going to predict that. This is the most negative uh, podcast in the, on the internet, I think. We've been doing I mean, how, so how many losses have been predicted? <laughs> We've been doing so good. Like, I can't... It can't continue. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go 2-0 to us. Two the good guys. Good guys. Excellent. And Keenan's going to go 8 0 again, yeah? Uh, I'm going to say 3 1. 3 1 to the good guys, yeah? Of course. Okay. Beautiful. Well, that's. We've literally covered everything you could ever want to cover. Well, you uh, could mention that it's we've qualified for our second Champions League final this week. Is, this is very true. This is a. Uh, we are the first team in history to have two teams reaching the Champions League final, both our men's and women's team. So, did you see the uh, perennial harder goal and how dragged by Aske was? <laughs> oh, good. Mm. I do love our women's team. They're fantastic. I know that. Um... Um, it's fantastic we can't say any more and we won't so uh, thank you guys thank you for a lovely day and a lovely evening yesterday and then yes a nice chat and we will talk again after the uh, City and uh, the Arsenal games thanks guys bye good night I was thinking about making the joke. Sometimes I don't think you're that.